Welcome to Blazing Dutch. I'm Teresa Blaze, and today I am riding solo. Uh, I, first of all, I got really, really sick over the past week. Um, I'm still kind of fighting some of the crud off, but I'm getting better. Michelle is not with me because she had to do some traveling uh, this past week as well. So uh, that would be why you're getting me. So we're going to jump right in. And uh, we're going to cover week six. I apologize there was not a week five episode. Like I said, I was horribly sick and probably did not want to hear what I sounded like. <laughs> um, I'm getting a lot of uh, feedback that I ate a lot of frog legs, which I didn't, but I kind of sounded like it. So that being said, let's get on with the show. Um, okay, so week six, we had... Um, the Cardinals versus the Rams. And that was just, man, good grief. You would think the Cards would actually pull it together. I mean, they were able to score field goals, but they could not do much of anything else. So they got beat, uh, 26-9. to Um, I mean, their defense played well, but their offense just couldn't pull it together. Um... And so that would bring their record to what? One in six? This is a nightmare of a year. And I just, ugh. I'm a Cardinals fan, but ow, this hurts. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of where we're at. Um, let's touch base on the Kansas City Chiefs, shall we? Well, they actually played against the Denver Broncos. Kansas City Chiefs played well. Broncos did not. Broncos lost. Um, it was 19 to 8, you know, and so you sit there and you go, well, the Chiefs, they're playing very well. I mean, they're not perfect. You know, they're not perfect, but they are doing what they need to do. And I like that. You know, it's, 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 you know, they're, they're, they're not, I mean, I wouldn't say their offense is as good as like previous years, but they're getting it together and they're, and they're bringing, you know, wins in. So, you know, that's a good thing. The Broncos, on the other hand, they just are a train wreck, and I don't even know what to say to that. I mean, really, I don't. They're a train wreck. They they just need some help. Um, and they, that, I think this season is going to be another losing season for them. I really do. I want to be wrong, but I don't think I am. So, with that, let's see what happened in the rest of the NFL. Before we get to that, uh, this week's sponsor is Kadosh Media. You see us putting out podcasts and doing what we do. If you want some help doing the same, go to www.kadoshmedia.com, uh, fill out the application, and let's have a conversation. Or maybe you have some videos that you want edited, or maybe uh, you want some help with your social media. We have some solutions for that as well. So reach out to us, www.kadoshmedia.com. So here's John Walsh to see what happened in the rest of the NFL. Hey, welcome one, welcome all back to Loshman Across the NFL, a special segment of the Blaze and Gotch podcast that you can find on Facebook, on Instagram, and on www.blazeandgotch.com. That's www.blaes, the word and, and G, and then G-O-T-T-S-C-H.com, www.blaes, 
A-N-D-G-O-T-T-S-C-H dot com for Thursday, October 18th, 2023. Uh, and we're, this is going to be covering uh, week six and getting into week seven of the NFL. Glad you joined me today. Hope you're having a blessed week so far. Uh, I'm going to start off with some NFL news as usual. Uh, the NFL trade done deadline is October 31st, a day obviously meant to scare NFL teams into getting their trades done. Moo ha 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 ha. CBS Sports, uh, uh, with uh, 163 yards against the uh, Carolina Panthers, Dolphins and former Kansas City wide receiver Tyreek Hill became the first NFL player to record four games of 150 yards or more in the first six weeks. And that's the most since Don Hudson, that's H-U-T-S-O-N, in night, in a, which uh, had 814 yards in six games in 1942. Um, and this week on the 16th, uh, ESPN's uh, Stephen A. said that Tyreek Hill is the leading candidate for NFL MVP. Um, on the 16th, ESPN uh, Colts said uh, Colts quarterback Anthony Richardson likely done for the season. Uh, he will undergo season ending uh, season ending shoulder surgery. Um, this year's fourth overall pick sustained an AC joint sprain in his right throwing shoulder during the second quarter of Indy's Week Five win over the Tennessee Titans. Uh, the 17th of October, NFL.com reports Jets quarterback Aaron Rodgers fueled by doubt a potential early return from his Achilles injury. A lot of people would like to see Aaron Rodgers come back uh, this year, even though the last prediction was he was done for the year. So we'll see if that actually happens or not. On the 7th, October 17th, uh, NFL.com reports that flag football will be an Olympic sport beginning in 2028. Um, the 5-1 and one Kansas City Chiefs have now won 16 straight games against the Denver Broncos. Patrick Mahomes passed Lynn Dawson for Chiefs career pass completions. Uh, Lynn's record was 2,115. Patrick now has 2,138. Chris Jones passed Derek Thomas in starting five straight games with a sack. Derek Thomas, ironically, died on my birthday in 2000. Harrison Butker kicked the second longest field goal in Chiefs history of 61 yards. He is perfect in the kicking game this year. And every time this Chiefs team sets foot on a playing field, not just Arrowhead, but on an NFL playing field, new NFL or new Kansas City Chiefs records are set. Um, on October 18th, NFL.com uh, reports uh, Cardinals quarterback um, uh, Kyler Murray is uh, – designated to return to practice from the physically unable to perform list um, due to his knee injury. On October 17th, um, Yahoo Sports reported that uh, Chargers fan uh, Mary Ann Doe, that's D Mary Ann, M-E-R-I-A-N-N-E, -N -N -E, I don't know if it's a do or doe, D-O, uh, went so viral with her responses to the Chargers' uh, Monday night loss to Dallas. The team changed its Twitter, now known as X, profile pick to hers. Uh, some believe she is an actor for hire by the league, 
but she denies it, saying she's a real deal fan and that her and her husband have season tickets. So she was just an incredibly passionate fan that caught the attention of many people at the Dallas Cowboys-San Diego Chargers game on Monday night. On um, the 18th of October, ESPN uh, reported NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell received a three-year contract extension through March 2027. Goodell said he is honored to do this job. He has served as NFL Commissioner since 2006. The economic framework of this new contract is unknown, but it is expected to be incentive-laden and, and honestly, the uh, most lucrative deal ever given to any, uh, in, any commissioner in any sport. His deal was set to expire in spring 2024. Um, also on October 18th, um, Rams running back Kyron Williams expected to miss multiple games, uh, but should return after their week 10 bye due to an ankle sprain in uh, Sunday's 26-9 victory over Arizona, in which he rushed for a career-high 158 yards and a touchdown. Your NFL Week 6 results. Uh, of course, first four games I'll give you stats on. The rest of them just scores as usual. Uh, Thursday, October 12th, Kansas City Chiefs 19, Denver and Broncos 8. Uh, Broncos, Russell Wilson, 13 of 22, 95 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Uh, Broncos, Javante Williams, 10 carries, 52 yards, I'm sorry, Kansas City's Patrick Mahomes, uh, 38 of 40, 306 yards, uh, one touchdown, one interception. Um, Kansas City's Isaiah Pacheco, 16 carries, 62 yards. Broncos' Cortland Sutton, four receptions, 46 yards, and uh, one touchdown. And that was um, uh, an amazing – that was an amazing um, – situ- uh, an amazing uh, catch – that uh, Cortland Sutton made in the end zone. It was a one-handed grab that everybody that I think came, became like the uh, catch of the week or something like that. Um, and then um, the uh, Baltimore Ravens, uh, 24, Tennessee Titans, 16. Ravens, Lamar Jackson, 21 of 30, 223 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Uh, Ravens, Lamar, uh, Titans, uh, Ryan Tannehill, 8 of 16, 76 yards, one interception. Ravens, Lamar Jackson, 13 carries, 62 yards. Uh, Titans, Derrick Henry, 12 carries, uh, 97 yards, one touchdown. Ravens, Mark Andrews, four receptions, 69 yards. Titans, Ty, uh, Ty J. Spears, uh, one reception, 48 yards. Miami Dolphins, 42. Carolina Panthers, 21. Panthers, Bryce Young, 22 of 38, 217 yards, one touchdown. Dolphins, uh, Tua Tagliavoa. Um, was uh, 21 of 31, 262 yards, um, and three touchdowns. And then the, the uh, Panthers, uh, Chuba Hubbard, 10 carries, 88 yards, one touchdown. Dolphins, Rasheem, Rasheem Mostart, uh, 17 carries, 115 yards, two touchdowns. Panthers, Adam uh, Thielen, 11 receptions, 115 yards, one touchdown. Dolphins Tyreek Hill, six receptions, 163 yards, one touchdown. We talked about him earlier and as being the leading candidate for NFL uh, MVP and how he passed Don Hudson in 1942 for the most yards in the first six games. Um, Houston Texans, 20. New Orleans Saints, 18. Saints David Carr, 32 of 50, 353 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Texans C.J. Stroud, 13 of 27, 199 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Saints Alvin Kamara, 19 carries, 68 yards. Texans Devin Singletary, 12 carries, 58 yards. Saints Chris Olave, seven receptions, 96 yards. Texans Nico Collins, four receptions, 80 yards. 
Uh, rest of your scores, Washington Commanders 24, Atlanta Falcons 16, Jacksonville Jaguars 37, Indianapolis Colts 20, Cincinnati Bengals 17, Seahawks 13. Uh, should have known not to, to uh, vote against the uh, Bengals um, and, and Joe Burrow in uh, in that game. Minnesota Vikings 19, Chicago Bears 13, Cleveland Browns 19, San Francisco 49ers 17. That's one I did not see coming. Uh, Detroit Lions 20, Tampa Bay Bucks 6, LA Rams 26, Arizona Cardinals 9, New York Jets 20, Philadelphia Eagles 14. Also did not see that one coming. Buffalo Bills 14, New York Giants 9. And though the uh, Giants, I th- and I actually thought at one point the Giants were going to disappoint me and actually upset the Bills, but they didn't manage to in the end. Dallas Cowboys 20, Chargers 17. And these are all very low-scoring games here in uh, Week 6. Um, so how did I do on my predictions? Well, I was 8 of 16 again because of some of the upsets that both myself and the AZ Central site that sets odds, and neither one of us saw coming. I said the Chiefs would win, and they did. I said the Ravens would win. I said the Dolphins would win. I said the Jaguars would win. I said the Raiders would win. I said the Lions would win. I said the Rams would win, and I said the Bills would win. So those are the eight that I got right. Um, week seven games in my predictions. Uh, Thursday, October 19th, you've got the Jaguars and the Saints. I'm going to say the Jaguars win, even though the Saints are favored in that game. Sunday, October 22nd, you've got the Atlanta Falcons and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm going to say the Bucks win. Las Vegas Raiders and Chicago Bears. I'm going to say the Raiders win this one. Cleveland Browns and Indianapolis Colts. I'm going to say the Browns win this one. Washington Commanders and New York Giants. I'm going to say the Commanders win this one. Detroit Lions and Baltimore Ravens. I'm going to say the Lions win this one. Buffalo Bills and New England Patriots. I'm going to say the Bills win this one. Philadelphia Cardinals, Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks win. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, L.A. Rams. I'm going to say the Rams win this one. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs, L.A. Chargers. Obviously, I'm always going to say the Chiefs win. Green Bay Packers and Denver Broncos. I'm going to say the Packers win this one. Miami Dolphins and Philadelphia Eagles. I hate to vote against the Eagles, but I'm going to say the Dolphins win, even though uh, the odds say the Eagles are favored by three. Monday, October 23rd, San Francisco 49ers, Minnesota Vikings. I'm going to say the 49ers win. And I forgot to mention that... um, when I said the Las Vegas Raiders, 21, New England Patriots, 17, back on the uh, uh, scores. Bill Belichick has lost three straight games now. And some are starting to wonder if his job could possibly be on the chopping block. I think that's the first time he's ever lost three games in a row in his career. Some of these, uh, some of the odds I went by uh, this week in picking my picks are by the athletic, theathletic.com, some by AZ Central, as some by CBS Sports and other picks I just made myself. Uh, my special feature this week is the history of aerial coverage of NFL games. And this is uh, from uh, Michael G. Smith's article in Smithsonian Magazine from February 2nd, 2018, six days before my birthday. And it's from the Air and it's from their uh, Smithsonian's Air and Space Magazine. And it's called uh, The Aerial Game, How Football and Aviation Grew Up Together. America's favorite game and its greatest invention are more connected than you'd think. Americans learned to play football about the same time they learned to fly airplanes. And it was no simple coincidence. Air 
mindedness at the turn of the 20th century meant reaching further and climbing higher and their second uh, their shared focus on aerial heroics and militarism america's favorite game and greatest invention grew up together true football has always been a hard-hitting ground game but even at its inception in the 1870s it toyed with aerial terminology games including uh, included wing formations and wingmen along with the flying wedge triangular formation of linemen protecting the ball carrier with a punishing phalanx, which made its debut at the Harvard-Yale game on November 19, 1892. Famed coach Glenn Pop Warner spoke about teams as armies, coaching as generalship, seasons as campaigns, games as battles, plays as attacks. As injuries and deaths on the field mounted, patrons found ways to make the game safer, including a new aerial component, the forward pass, meant to discourage mass play and advance the revolution of the ball on its axis. As Fielding Yost put it, football was becoming more like science and engineering. One of the first forward passes happened on November 24, 1906, when the Yale quarterback launched a 30-yard pass to set up a touchdown run for a spectacular victory against Harvard. This was just two years before the Wright brothers, who, if the Family Search app is correct, I am actually distant cousins too, went public with their invention as Wilbur flew at the Le Mans racetrack before astonished French crowds and Orville uh, flew over Fort Myer, Virginia, in a bid to sell his plane to the U.S. Army. The key to both the forward pass and the right flyer was control, and both innovations took place in the American Midwest, the air, the airplane in Dayton, Ohio, and football's passing game at places like Wisconsin and Chicago, Purdue and Notre Dame, New Rockney of the Newt Rockney of the Fighting Irish astonished crowds with long running catches, and the forward pass soon became the most popular feature of the game, as Percy Houghton put it. Like football, flying was a spectator sport, and newspapers relegated both pastimes to the sports pages. Pilots raced airplanes the way they raced cars, often at the same venues, like the Indianapolis Speedway. With the formation of the National Football League after 1920, America's cities formed competitive teams that drew recruits from the best college college programs. Like stunt players, these teams sometimes barnstormed traveling from city to city. And like the new airmail pilots, footballers slogged in on, on in all kinds of weather. Football heroes and hero pilots became commodities all on their own. As was so, superstar Red Grange, whose image, image sold candy bars and soap, and Charles Lindbergh, whose name sold just about anything. Before long aviation came, began to develop more direct t- ties to the game, in 1916, a squadron called the Football Special flew spectators from New York to New, J- New Jersey for the Yale-Princeton game. Airplanes dropped leaflets on stadium crowds and advertised with streaming banners far over their heads. In 1955, the Goodyear blimp took to the skies over the Rhone, Rose and Orange Bowls. And, and in 1958, at the cusp of the jet age, prestigious uh, colleagues like UC UCLA and Standard, Stanford, I'm sorry, UCLA and Stanford even proposed the an airplane conference to attract profitable television coverage. Sometimes team flights brought tragic results, as with the crashes of the Wichita State and Marshall University teams. As airplanes became more aerodynamic, so did football. As early as the 1930s, the once-rounded ball took a more tapered shape with the long spiral passes that energized the game. In this Art Deco moment, football and aviation shared the same new graphic sensibility of curving bodies and helmets, planes, and dirigibles uh, through space. By the way, if you're hearing sirens right now, uh, my church where I record these uh, segments at is uh, right next to a fire station six here in Kansas City North. Um, football became such a central part 
part of America's masculine culture that soldiers adapted its terms for aviation and vice versa. General Hap Arnold of the U.S. Army Corps wrote this flying, uh, co-wrote this flying game, 1938, comparing military aviation to a football game that required commands and routines with close formations and preci- precision landings. Claire Chennault and his flying tigers in the Asian theater of World War II even trained as a football team using their scrimmages to practice uh, sessions for coming missions. The Army measured the lead at times needed for helicopters and fixed-wing aircraft to maneuver and fly by the length of a football field. Football metaphors were unavoidable in a country at war. The crews of B-17 bombers nicknamed the targeting instrument in the Norden bomb site the football and hoped for a perfect uh, throw. Lieutenant Tom Harmon, who won the Heisen Trophy in 1940 for his quarterbacking and halfbacking at Michigan, had a mascot painted on his B-25 bomber, a football bulldog, wearing his number 98, now throwing a bomb instead of a football. During the Korean War, Air Force generals argued about going deep to bomb strategic North Korean transport and industrial targets over the 38th parallel. The linebacker raids, 1968 to 1972, with escalation bombings to America's premier B-52 Stratofortis, sought to defend South Vietnam from North North Vietnamese and Viet Cong offenses, which I love this kind of stuff. Check out my blog, militaryairfan2.wordpress.com. The Navy was perhaps the most creative service in its adoption of football ideology. Unlike the Army and Air Corps, its academy training programs continue to play football during World War II. Commander Thomas Hamilton, former coach of the Naval Academy, hoped to write a one series of Naval Aviation Physical Training Manuals for football, like um, the one that taught hand-to-hand combat as a proclaimed football Navy war. And in no time in history have these words been more entwined and intermeshed as they are now. The manual compared the best qualities of the footballer and aviation, aggressive physical, mental, physical fitness and coordination, alertness, discipline, teamwork and toughness, pre-flight squadron football teams took on the names of the Navy's uh, own warplanes, Wildcats and Mustangs, Buccaneers and Mariners, Devastators and Helldivers. As football had been once a proxy for war, now it became a training ground for it. Um, and as you know, later on, you know, there started to be regular flyovers, uh, the, the, the Goodyear blimp and other blimps from other, you know, companies and things like that are now flying over football games. There's military flyovers at pretty, at uh, many, uh, NFL football games, college football games, that type of thing. So, you know, military flyovers and, uh, the uh, blimps and all that eventually just be- became a regular staple of football games. So I got to wrap this up, but I hope you've enjoyed this. God bless. Uh, keep following the Lord Jesus Christ every day, every, every day of your life. This has been Loshman across the NFL for week six and uh, getting into week seven of 2023. And with that, guys, I'm keeping this a very short episode. Um, Michelle and I will be back next week. Um, this is Blaze. This has been Blazing Dutch, and I'm out. If you run across someone that we don't know about, please text it in. I want you to text NFL to 575-223-1596. You're going to get a little link. You're going to fill out your information. If you got football thoughts, anything, we want to hear about it. 